Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your ROH post show. It is June 29th. We are steamrolling into July, baby. Let's rock and roll. Um, this is maybe my least favorite episode of ROH so far, which is a super bummer. Uh, and considering that I was there live and it was really fun live, the way they spliced this together. Yeah, I was going to say, favorite. you were there for some of this, I think. They were adding some extra things in the show. The show was just put together with different body parts. One hits from over here, one arms from over here, a leg from there. <laughs> it was in Chicago. It was in Toronto. It might have been back in Orlando for all we know. But guys, we're going to need your help with this one. We're going to need you to get in those super chats and get mm-hmm. in those humper chats because, buddy... This was just not that fun today, but uh, we are also going to remind you to go ahead and subscribe to Fightful Select. There is so much news coming out there. Oh, my gosh. Updates on the Brian Danielson injury and what that's doing to AEW creative plans a little bit. Mm-hmm. News on WWE trying to Vince proof shows, which seems like a very healthy <laughs> situation. What the hell? Yikes. But more and more coming out on Fightful Select dot com uh red we're kind of in the same boat we talked about this very briefly before we went on air but this was not our favorite episode i had a lot of complaints about this but it just felt very very lazy it does not feel like this promotion has a pay-per-view coming up in three weeks from now and i feel like the frustration continues to be the in-ring is phenomenal like these are some of the best wrestlers in the world but it seems like they carry the effort and there's not really a whole heck of a left effort around it which just kind of makes it feel like ring of aew dark to me it doesn't really feel like um a promotion that is headed toward being its own viable thing and to Mm -hmm. me like i'm kind of at the point where it feels like it's losing its identity a little bit it's champions are defending on aew more than they are in roh we don't have standings today we just threw the stipulation of a proving ground match out the window and still called it that but this is probably my least favorite episode of the new era, and that includes what I reviewed a 19-match episode with the <laughs> champion. So that is my feelings on it. But 
Um, I know you had some frustrations with this episode too. What uh, overall your thoughts? We'll start with. Yeah, it's just kind of like I want somebody to care about this show. Kate and I can't be the only ones that care about this damn show. Like the people on the show have to care. The people writing the show have to care. The show has to mean something. I was, we were so, we didn't want to get to ROH Dark. But we're here, and I don't know if we're ever going to turn back. Seems like this might go on to be the norm. We're just going to get like, okay, there's all these great wrestlers. Everybody go out there and have these great matches. We have these multi-man matches. We have eight-man matches. We have six-man matches. We have this. We have all these going on. But no real, nothing really to bite and sink into and no stories. And they're going to just change all the stipulations when they want just because. And it's very unfortunate going from, where we started with this and those universal tapings and feeling like, Oh man, this is a great brand. There's stories being told. There's all this. Now we're three, three weeks out from a pay-per-view and it's like, what's on the show. I don't know. And the unfortunate thing is it feels like the most logical things to do are to run back stuff that happened five months ago or whatever. So that's, <laughs> that's just frustrating too, because it's like, yeah. Felt like we were headed back toward Garcia and Shibata. And mm-hmm. now it seems like Garcia is going for the international title. We might fire up Claudio and Eddie. Okay. That's kind of cool, I guess. But there hasn't been a story in place for that. But Eddie's apparently in the G1 for that. For oh, the, that's that's right. For Dishonor too, so can't do that. Like Can't be that. Um, you know, our tag teams, we talk about it week over week. Uh they haven't had any stories or been around and it was made in such a big deal in the, in the honor of Jay Briscoe and um, Athena's had, had a really good build, yeah. but you know, if she's facing jobber number seven, we know what the outcome of those matches are going to be. Let's, let's be real. No offense to, to Casey Spinelli. She's great, but mm-hmm. we know realistically what's happening here, right? Your six man titles are, just no story belt like this is mm-hmm. this is frustrating and i think the the part that kind of breaks my heart about it a little bit is this was the most logical brand for a while you had rankings yeah. where it was if you were at the top of the rankings you were the next contender like even in delirious's roh which was mm-hmm. right before it shut down in an hour-long episode each time crystal clear what was going on in the product so yeah and it, it just feels like if the wrestlers care enough to do what they do in the ring, like they did on this episode, because the in-ring was a blast. Mm -hmm. You'd hope that there'd be a little bit more effort behind what's supporting it, but we've got some super chats and humper chats coming in already. We appreciate it. So stinking much. Patchy Rick saying we need a special sour grapsity layout for shows like tonight. We do. When it's when it's not great, we should have a sour grapsity. Yes, for sure. Totally. One thousand percent. For sure, but guys, we're gonna need your help to get through this. Uh, the episode starts <clears throat> with Tony Khan and Stokely Hathaway opening the show backstage. They run down parts of the card. I don't know what we're we're doing here. Stokely's always fun to have on screen. Maybe they should give him actual creative power. Maybe that would <laughs> that would be helpful. Maybe that would be fun. Like, let's actually see him book this show, like in real life. Yeah, somebody should be. It just feels like it's getting tossed together um but this is fun they're continuing to play this cat and mouse game a little bit with stokely Mm -hmm. being a a suck up but also being on an ego trip which is fun it's a it's a fun thing to do but 
not not in love with Stokely's ROH so far, uh, and, and Jerry Lynn's. This is what he's doing, what they're doing. Yes. Tony, That's... take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Tony made a grave mistake, dude. Yeah, Change you it. know what? Let's, let's whatever was happening in those Orlando tapings, let's go back to who that was, wherever that was rocking and rolling. Uh, but our first match is Drillistico and Preston Vance, of course, with Jose the assistant, defeating Mark Wheeler and Vikram Prashar. I hope I'm saying that right. Apologies if I'm not. But this ends with Drillistico diving on with a springboard code breaker onto Prashar and Vance finishing Wheeler with a big old discus lariat. This was a squash. Not a ton to say about it. I will say for an opening match, considering how chopped up this episode was, maybe pick a different opener than a squash. <laughs> when you've got freaking Vikingo later in the show with the Lucha Brothers and Commander and um... the the opener should have been Willie Mack and uh, El Desperado, I think, because like the crowd sure. got super into like they felt the crowd felt different for that match. Or they're just really behind Willie Mack. I don't know what it is, but yeah, interesting opener here going with the squash again. Like they just. This tag team only does that. When Rooster's here, it was the same thing. They're continuing the same thing here with Preston Vance. And it's just like, all right, you guys. Like, we get it. We got it. This is the squash portion of Ring of Honor. But I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and it just, uh, it's not really accomplishing anything. Because we're like, okay, we got it. Drillistico's amazing and Preston Vance is a solid worker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think we gained anything from these two minutes. In fact... If you cut this match, you wouldn't have had to change the stipulation of a freaking proving ground match. <laughs> but anyway. We don't first... even have time limits on this show. Why are they putting stipulate? We just watched a three-hour show like last week. My now y'all only... talk about time limits. <laughs> My only theory about that is they realized it after. Like it was supposed to be a proving ground match, but mm-hmm. maybe they went long and didn't realize it. So they had to reverse oh, okay. engineer is yeah. my guess, but mm-hmm. that's incredibly lazy if that's the case too. There mm-hmm. should be a timekeeper. Holy crap. But first real match of the night is probably the strongest story going in ROH. Unfortunately, it's not around a title, but I think it's been really good. Probably the only story that's accomplished what it's supposed to in AEW and ROH. I don't know what people are bitching about with the Young Bucks and the Dark Order feuding. It makes no sense to me that people have a problem with that. If you're burnt mm-hmm. out on it, fine. But if I'm the Dark Order, I'm pretty pissed that this guy yeah. who I was backing up for literally like a year and a half or whatever suddenly just shun- jumps ship and goes back to his old guy. That would piss me off, especially when Stu Grayson is doing this. Mm-hmm. Um but this was a really, really good match. The crowd was really alive for a lot of the matches that we saw from the live perspective, and this was mm-hmm. one of them. This story is excelling. But the finish here is that the uh, behind the ref's back, we get Stu Grayson running in and hitting Reynolds with a running knee, and Vincent rolls up Reynolds for the pin. Some really fun stuff in here. In the beginning, the Dark Order ignoring the Code of Honor, which feels mm-hmm. like maybe we're getting a little heel turn. And there was just a really nice deadlift brain buster in here from John Silver. We'll talk about the post-match in a second because there's some interesting dissension with that. But mm-hmm. um, what were your thoughts on this match? I feel like this is one of the things that is excelling at ROH. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Yeah, this is like the one story that they're telling really well. And uh, the things connected to it are really fun. Yeah, that's what I was saying last night on the post-show of that. 
there's a lot of people that didn't like the Young Bucks and Dark Order stuff. And I'm like, I could understand because if you're not invested in like BTE or like watch Ring of Honor, uh, you know, on a weekly basis, it could you could probably get lost. You're like, who are these Dark Order guys? What are they doing? But like, if you do keep up with those shows, you could be very invested in what they do. And the story that they're telling is something that you want to be played up more on TV. So that match played a big role. And so they're continuing pretty much what they were doing last night on this show here with dissension just in the ranks. Evil Uno and Stu are on the outside getting into it. It's just so sad to see the guys, but they are just not liking each other right now. And uh but yeah, I like I'm liking the story that they're telling. I'm liking evil Stu in this match and with the righteous. And as far as the the only story that they're telling, they're telling a really good story with it at least. So the thing that we do get does have some meat on the bones it definitely does and i will counter argue you by saying if you were watching the product two years ago i don't think you need to be following roh Mm -hmm. and bte for that like i think it's a very obvious story if you watched the whole hangman adam page saga with kenny omega which Mm -hmm. is arguably the most well-executed story in the company's history so I, I don't get why people were all up in arms about that because it, I don't know if somebody just who you helped out for a year and a half was like, I'm going to abandon you and go hang out with these guys. Now that seems like a perfectly fair motivation to me, especially when he's just clowning and like kind of blowing them off. Like, Oh yeah, you guys are jokes, whatever. I'm over here with my real friends doing real things. Like you guys just stay over to the side. No dude, we want to fight. I want to kick your ass tonight on dynamite. Let's go. That's where I'm at with that. I I get it. I relate to that. Um, I also love little things in this, like Stu Grayson continuing to wear his jacket that it seems like he stole from Triple H 20 years ago, uh, <laughs> and the righteous being in white. Like, I am in on the leather jacket Stu Grayson being his mm-hmm. own renegade, if that's where this goes. That's my favorite outcome. Eat kind your of heart out, Jungle Boy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hollywood Jack. All right. But I I really like that. Like, I feel like it, things like that really help that he hasn't like fully committed. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love that he, it's not that he's so bought in on the righteous. He just thinks they had a good point about the dark order kind of holding him back or whatever. So I love, love, love that. I, Mm -hmm. I think those little things help. And I thought, He's just so damn good in the ring that even just little spots like this with that running knee, like he looks so vicious in the way that he lays those things in. So it made a really big impact live. Um, so I, I thought that was extremely well done. And then post-match, we have Evil Uno who wouldn't hit his former partner with the chair. Mm-hmm. We saw this play out a week ago or maybe two weeks ago. I can't remember. Um but he also wasn't able to hit Stu in the ring. And now he can't mm. do it with a chair after. Quite a nice angle here for the former partners. Alex Reynolds, not happy about this. I think that's super fun. Like, I I think um, if you're going to pull the thread, pull them all, right? Or at least have them yeah. all in play. Uh, mm. My only concern is that when Stu Grayson wasn't around, Evil Uno was very much lost in the shuffle. So if it's yeah. like Silver and Reynolds go out on their own, I want to see Evil Uno still have something to do. Um, and maybe he ends up tagging with Stu Grayson at the end of all this and their their faces or something. We'll, we'll see what comes out of it. But I think there's a lot of avenues that you can go. And I don't know if any of them are a bad idea, which to me is a sign of a well-told story. Yeah, so, I think those two, uh, them this 
Stu and Evil having a thing is just good options either way out of it. You either get a great feud where they're both like intense because you know that their history is that, or at the end of it, they get back together, whether it be heels or faces, and we just have that tag team again. So yeah, nothing but good could come out of this. Yeah, I think it's really well done. Them not shaking hands before definitely tells me we are headed to a fight without honor. That'll mm. probably be at the pay-per-view. Nice to know something that will be. For now. Thank you today, guys. Okay. <laughs> a long drive back from Toronto. I covered for the Raw Post Show because Denise couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. But I've just been back in my usual non-sleeping little habits ever since. I'm cranky. Mm-hmm. I'm cranky about my favorite brand under-delivering tonight. It felt like... For a reason. Online, yeah, it felt like NXT without the Skittles throw up logo and the backstage nonsense. Like this was just not, not, not great. But one thing that I do like seeing is Diamante coming out with a victory here over Layla Gray after Layla Gray beat her last week. I'm glad that she got the win back because I mm-hmm. had said that I felt like Layla Gray wasn't the right person to snap her streak after she beat someone as strong as like a Trisha Dora. But this is a good way to to continue it. And Diamante gets her revenge a little bit. She uses the crossroads for the win here, I believe, which is kind of fun. Um, And we get some fun stuff in here. Mark Sterling breaking up the pin attempt by putting Layla Gray's foot on the bottom ropes, those sneaky little cheaters. But uh, I I liked that she got the W back. Like, if you're going to continue this little non-title feud, it's not my favorite because I think Mm -hmm. Layla Gray's got some, some work to do. But Building up Diamante continually is a, a really good thing. Any thoughts on this match and and where this might be going? Yeah, them telling a little micro story with this. I'm not too mad about it. I thought that her losing last week was kind of silly, but them like immediately running it back and her getting it back and them trying to tell the story of she gets to keep the entire purse or whatever that they were telling with the with this is a really cool touch. And I just think, you know, Diamante being more featured. And them telling the story of her come up is going to be good because she's going to be built up to be one for Athena. And I thought potentially that she could be a heel going into this. But the stories that they're telling here are uh, making her a great face, I think. So it's working out. Agreed. Agreed. I do feel like this match was rather short. The Athena match was rather short. I like how much women's wrestling we were getting on ROH. So Add it to my list of cranky little complaints today, but we still get two women's matches and this is heading in the right direction. I think Diamante is going to be a logical challenger for Athena and that'll be a really, really great match when it does happen because they both like to beat the hell out of each other. So, Facts. Mm-hmm. Well, we get a really dumb promo from Claudio. Uh, <laughs> I hated this because he managed in like three sentences to lie to me twice. Lied to you in your face, Kate. Right in your face. He looked me in the eye. Mm-hmm. This badass, handsome devil of a fella. All right. And he lied to me like WWE lies to me on a weekly basis. Unfortunately. Like this was so bad. And we he initially says um that nobody's been asking about the champion. And I'm like, well, Claudio, let me send you a link to our post show because we whine about it every freaking everything. <laughs> I thought I was honestly like, he's talking to us, I think, because he's saying that because this is a lie. You're he lying, was, dude. Where are you? Where you like, been? Kate and Reg and my cool Swiss accent mm-hmm. and my awesome looking stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't care that I'm around. Yes, we do. We've dude. been saying we want our world champion to be Why around. Are you saying that, Claudio? You're lying. Even if we weren't out here whining about it every week, which I am, okay? 
Every week I come out here and I whine about this. The idea that your world champion wouldn't be in demand at its own promotion is stupid. But then we get the thing that pissed me off the most of anything. Uh, he grants Chuck Taylor, who's also in, comes in and, and uh, asks for a shot here, a proving ground match. But he says the proving ground match without the stipulation, which is just a contendership match. It takes like 90% of the fun of a proving ground match away. Why is the New Japan TV title more of a proving ground match? Than this. This was awful. Just call it a contendership match. Not everything that's has it. to be a proving ground match. Um, it but takes the so proving much ground of- match, that stipulation is what makes the match cool. You know what I mean? That's that's everything about this little stupid match that we're going to have is the 10-minute stipulation. Chuck takes you to the limit, and we're out of here. That's the point. But he's like, no, nah, I don't want that part. You have to beat me, so then you're just done forever. It's like... And spoiler alert, Claudio wins later in the episode anyway, so there was literally no reason to do this at all, except for the only thing that I can think of, which was this match ran longer than they thought it was supposed to, and they had to go maybe reverse engineer it, but um, that's really bad on their part as well, so... Nothing to like about it. That's needed, like, there's no need for them to do that. Something was going on. No, or just change a graphic. It's a contendership match. Like, this was... This was bad. So, Claudio, if you're watching, which I know, <laughs> let's be real, you are, because I'm sure. I mean, you quoted us today on the show. Time. Come on. You did. You were like mm-hmm. at Miss Kate Fabe, at Righteous mm-hmm. Reg. Um, you're definitely not too busy being on two different no. television programs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just don't lie to me, okay? Mm-hmm. Just, we want you around. We want you around as our fighting champion. And we want that match with Chuck. We want that match with Chuck. We want you to be a fighting champion, even though you're kind of a meanie in this run. Kind of rude, to be honest. But don't lie to us. That's all. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Mm. Well, I'll tell you something that was not that hard to get into, because this was a blast. This was for Reg. This took us all the way to Chicago, Reg. What the All the way back. We're making trips all over this episode. We're over Toronto and here. Oh, actually, no, we're going to be in Chicago for this next match. Where in the world is Carmen (laughs) Ring of Honor? That was this episode. Commentary putting over the Chicago crowd hard because Gringo Loco is from there, and they Mm -hmm. probably thought this was going to air last week, as we all would have thought, especially... Based on who was in this match, I don't know why you would ever delay someone from seeing this a week. But you get Vikingo, Commander, and the Lucha Bros versus Gringo Loco, Shane Taylor, and the Work Horsemen. Um, this was a whole heck of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I like these matches. You love them. Yes. Um, I usually like them and not love them because just stylistically, it's not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But this one... Did a lot of good work around feeling like a little bit less chaotic. I think because you had like Shane Taylor and the Workhorseman anchoring the other side of this. That really, really was fun. And for me, I prefer that collision of styles. But um, this was a little less of the wrecking ball crew that we get and a little Mm -hmm. bit more grounded. We got the Lucha Brothers hitting a double super kick on Henry and then finish him with the Fear Factor for the win. Some highlights here. The Vikingo head scissors while standing on Loco's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. That was like poetry in motion. I absolutely loved that. I really liked this match. And I'm not even the biggest spot for who Gail as you are. But 
the anchoring of the other side was something I really, really liked it. it um, these luchadors, this collection of luchadors are all so good at being able to Flip. make their style connect. Well, <laughs> they're really good at that. They're excellent at that every week, but it's, it's not um, acrobatic without logic. Like this is, totally. this is really, really nice when it's, it's grounded in something here. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, because that's actually like I'm making a joke, but that's what drives me crazy when they're like, oh, they're just flips and they're just blah, blah, blah. Like, no, they like logically know how to build matches. They logis logically know when to hit dives, why to hit dives and what is supposed to make sense. The Vikingo being on the uh, the ring post and Vikingo hitting the I mean, and Commander hitting the big running into the hurricane run on the floor is just like you guys are superheroes this is so cool what an amazing display of spot foo and professional wrestling and only thing that makes me a little bit upset we're continuing the upset train our ring of honor world champion tag team champions are here once again in an eight man for some reason i don't know why in the hell you can't just put these guys in a match with another tag team in a damn contenders match or proving ground match, just so we know that these championships exist. The championship, the, the thing with the kingdom and the infantry is talking about the championships more than the damn tag team champions are. What's going on here? Here's the thing, Reg. It's your fault. Because every time they do this collection of luchador right. stuff, I put it over, but you put it over harder, and they're like, well, we're just going to do that instead. He likes that. Chance. They like that. Do it again. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'd so be this, playing is, hard. this one's on you. This yeah. one's on you. Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats if there's anything that you would like to discuss on air, of course, with this ROH episode, but we're obviously coming out of a big Forbidden Door weekend. We have a pay-per-view that I would love to talk about if you wanted to super chat or humper chat about it, but we don't really have anything leading into it. Of course, the Fight Forever video game is out, and we've got Raytheon Red um, with us, whose music is is in it. So feel free to uh, you know troll them about the spelling error. My download's at eighty nine percent right now for the video game. I'm finally about to be locked in and hear Raytheon Reg <laughs> with my own ears. Righteous Reg himself, my uh, counterpart, Raytheon Reg. Very excited about that. So yeah, a lot of very so, exciting I'm excited things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> me and him, me and them, me and they. Uh, that's great. Everything is better than this Ring of Honor episode that Kate and I are not very fond of. So, sadly, we we are rooting for this as a promotion, but this was not so hard. Not not great, guys. The biggest cheerleaders, I'm telling you, and they're just like, they you guys, did. no. I'm can't. like literally out here doing like toe touches and mm -hmm. the pom poms. I'm I'm so behind this brand, but and they're just throwing popcorn at us. They're just throwing popcorn <laughs> at us. We're we're rooting for the team that's down like 75 nothing, which was a lot of my high school experience. I wasn't a cheerleader in high school, but our football team was about about on par mm -hmm. with this. But some good stuff happening on the impact side of things after this. You're gonna have yeah. uh Leo Rush showing yes. up in Impact, which is an mm -hmm. interesting one. And Nick Aldis also kind of explaining his actions which I think it's fun. I think they know what they're doing with this, what I'm assuming is going to be a transitional title, right? So Zachary Rent Wentz uh, return. I'm like, all kind of cool yeah. stuff's happened on Impact. We should have we should have switched episodes today. You guys cover Ring of Honor. We cover Impact. You know what? They had a really rough one last week, though. So I they think did. they they earned this. They earned this. But mm -hmm. the wonderful Cresta Star and Joel Pearl, who 
stole my toothbrush this weekend. I definitely didn't leave it at his house when he was gracious enough to let me crash. Um, <laughs> I'll be stealing toothbrushes, Joel. That's weird. Thank you. Thank you. Is it a mm. DNA thing? I don't know. I'm I'm nervous now, to be honest. So Being weird, Joel. So return that. When we hand this off to them, I need the chat to light up and be like, Joel, why are you stealing Kate's toothbrush? That's some weird mm -hmm. shit. So super weird. <laughs> Weirdo activity. Some weirdo activity. I thought they were supposed to be nice. <laughs> stealing my toothbrush. It was a nice one, too. It's one of those, like, the electric ones. Come on, Oh, man. wow. Paid, like, Crazy. $34 for that. Mm, down the drain. <laughs> God. But, guys, we have one champion showing up and doing a promo that makes some freaking sense here with our world of television champion Samoa Joe mm -hmm. whose promo was interrupted by Stokely Hathaway Hathaway might run ROH but Samoa Joe runs Stokely Hathaway <laughs> Samoa Joe's great I don't know what so what cool. do we say what mm -hmm. do we say about this guy like mm -hmm. him calling him big stoke and like putting over the big man was howling howling yeah. at this he's just so casual and cool um, we'll see what comes into play here. Um, the last thing we had kind of set up with him was Zack Sabre Jr., but he's going to mm -hmm. have the G1 for this pay-per-view too, right? Right. Um, so unless they're taping the pay-per-view ahead, which I don't think they are since it's <laughs> in my backyard so, and I can't but go. But actually, at Who this knows? rate, I don't know. They might be. <laughs> they're like, collision tomorrow. And also, Ring of Honor, also, death is for dishonor. Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Got a great death before dishonor for you. Stick around after the show. There are some other options out there, right? Got a great death before dishonor. Got a great death before dishonor. Stick around. It's gonna be the best death before dishonor that you've ever seen. Um, oh, we do have some other options, though, right? We've got Mark Briscoe sitting right there. Yes. Um, which is an interesting possibility. We've got Matt Seidel, who was challenging even after his stipulation to challenge didn't work out. Common mm -hmm. theme. That seems to be emerging that I don't love. True. Um, love this promo from him. With Joe, it's kind of one of those guys where you don't need a ton of build. It's you could give him a one-week build, and I'm I'm kind of in between his size and his promo mm -hmm. ability. Uh, but there are a couple of faint stories in play. What are your thoughts here? I kind of feel like it might be Mark Briscoe, and I kind of feel like maybe Mark Briscoe takes it this time to let Joe kind of move on to collision, but also, these promotions are touring at the same time. So, yeah. who knows? If it's uh, if Samoa Joe's going to need a quick pass upon it, I think the way that Mark Briscoe built it a couple weeks ago when he was like, I'm still on your ass, Samoa Joe. I thought that was really good. If Samoa Joe's going to lose, I think Mark Briscoe's the guy. If he's going to continue it, maybe like a Kyle Fletcher could be in there. He has gotten a couple of wins. He That's could right. be slotted in there real quick. Would be a great match. And could take a loss, but still is going to look strong against Samoa Joe. Uh, this promo was awesome. Him and Stokely together is a great combination. Uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe is just such a badass. And him just towering over Stokely and Stokely being like, dude, I'm so sorry that I even came in here to talk to you at this. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just amazing, man. I love it. Um, but I do want to see something good out of Samoa Joe at this pay-per-view that we know nothing about because he's been on a great run. And they need to build somebody. And they had so many multi-man matches today. I'm like, did they even, is anybody even today kind of, like what, maybe Rocky Romero could be slotted in there possibly? I don't know. You know, I think you're right 
um, about Kyle Fletcher because they made a big mm-hmm. deal out of him getting three wins against former TV champions right. on the last episode, which was also in Chicago, as half of this was. They yes. they taped half of the episode in Chicago. They got on planes. They went to Toronto. It's a really <laughs> impressive effort. For, like, man, I was so frustrated because I'm, I'm out here putting over Caprice and Ian all the time because they're fantastic, but they make their announcers look like such idiots. They do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, and it's not their fault. It's the mm-hmm. editing's fault. Lazy, lazy, lazy today. But um, Fletcher's a, a good choice because it, it also doesn't hurt him at all, and it, it right. probably helps him, and he's just mm-hmm. waiting for Mark Davis to get back. So. I, I think that might be a really good direction to go. I think you're right. If he drops it, it's probably to Mark. Everybody's kind of uh, on Samoa Joe's case about this, but really, mm-hmm. really fun promo. Samoa Joe is just one of those guys who's so menacing when his voice is quieter mm-hmm. rather than like a guy who's like yelling into the mic in the rig. It's just like, oh my God, I don't want to like controlled Samoa Joe is terrifying. Yeah, and very scary. I didn't even realize Samoa Joe was seven foot three because Stokely's like six eight. <laughs> So, I mean, this has got to be <laughs> two tall guys. <laughs> That's right. Two, two big men, right? Maybe it's Stokely. Maybe Stokely. Oh, Stokely could be the one to take after this. He uses this as motivation to take on Samoa Joe, and he I could guess. win. Like, I mean, yeah, Samoa Joe wouldn't take it because he knows that Stokes going to win if he takes it. Yeah, yeah, he's like, no. He was like, oh, no, I, can't. I can't. No, no there's all these no. other people. Your in management. Line. I would never. Oh, I'm no. You can't be unbiased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scared. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the truth. I'd be scared too. Stokely's scary, dude. He's a that is a terrifying man. Okay. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. you think yep. Sean Sean Rossap <laughs> is tall with his gimmick? Stokely towers, towers over you. It's like Stokely, huge gap, Will Hobbs as far as intimidation. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's it. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's it. Omas looks up to Big Stokes. He's people in the chat, no? He had to borrow his suit. <laughs> It's all a line. All the line is scary, dude. It's Omas, Hobbs, and then Stokely's right up here, way above them. That's it. Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. could never. Mm-mm. Could never. Not a million years. No way. Mm. Um, Reg, you know I was going through this Tecker phase, right? You yes. know, I've been I've been very into the technical wrestling. I'm going back and watching mm-hmm. Billy Robinson matches. I'm I'm loving mm-hmm. getting into this technical side of wrestling. I've moved on. Oh, that's it. I've moved on to dancers. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. here for the dancer. Daniel Garcia, I'm, he's not a wrestler anymore. I'm done. I'm done with mm-hmm. that. He's a sports entertainer. You stand on Keith Lee's back and you dance, you're a sports entertainer. You switched all the way over completely. I'm, I've 180 it. I'm completely mm-hmm. gone. Plus, you got Lee Moriarty and Big Bill also dancing. I'm extremely sports entertained by this. You know I, what? Now that I think about it, these guys are sports entertaining with their dancings. Daniel Garcia is just ridiculous. The forbidden door walking through the strikes with it is like this guy is something else to take that. Like, did he sit down and think I'm going to get this dance over if I keep doing it? Or was it just like a natural thing that he did it once and he did it and he kept doing it and it worked? I need to get into the mind of Daniel Garcia to figure this out. But it's really great. And yeah, Lee Moriarty's doing the little viral uh woody from toy story kick dance thing that's hilarious big bill's getting into a sean more personality the more that he dances this dancing thing i think you're on to something yeah technical I'm, wrestling shit that's boring dancing I'm, that's it we're done we're done with your stretch mufflers and your cravats i'm done uh, i'm here for dancing you want to do the yeah. macarena do the macarena see if i yeah. can mm-hmm. 
but I actually really liked this. I'm I'm really really coming around on Big Bill. He has mm. gone from feeling so generic to not just because of the dancing, but in ring his personality is coming across too. He's kind Sorry. of elevated in in a big way. This match was not a long one, but it was good. Um, I think Bill looked good not only with his big boot, but we get a nice black hole slam in here, and we get Lee Moriarty. Keeping keeping the the hints of my tech or love alive with that mm-hmm. border city stretch at the end for the submission. Um, this is a situation where I feel like the borderline squash part of it worked a lot more than in our opener because I feel yes. like Big Bill and Lee Moriarty are eating up these wins. It feels a little more credible. It was like a mm-hmm. nice reminder of how dominant this duo can be. Plus, they danced, and Preston Vance and Felicia Co did not dance. Exactly. Advantage the dancers. Uh, any thoughts on the match that we got here? Uh, yeah, fun match. Big Bill every week. He just, his stock rises super high with me. The thing that I like most about this duo is before this, Lee Moriarty was like, I mean, he, he had some he had some big moments. He had, people were recognizing him. But alongside Big Bill, he's getting a lot of wins. He's consistently being featured on TV. And he just feels like he's presenting as a bigger star than he was previously think this has helped him out tremendously i thought originally when they put him together it was like big deal like what's going on here but i think they both helped each other a tremendous amount being tag team partners and their matches are fun exactly like you said there's some technical stuff big bills choke slamming fools on the apron power bombing guys they're dancing like i mean what else could you want here it's great it's really really fun stuff and i do like because Lee is just so great in the ring and because mm-hmm. Bill needed more dimension to his big guy stuff, this right. combo is, has really brought out a lot of fun, fun stuff. I, yes. I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. It would be cool if we had tag team champions that were defending their titles and we got to see yeah. a program out of it. Just yeah. saying. Maybe steps. Well, other than the Proving Ground match, here was my second most annoyed thing of the night. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We get Caprice Coleman saying, this is going to be a great episode and a great match. In the middle of the episode, clearly at some point he thought this was going to be opening the show but it's the mm-hmm. ROH six-man tag team champions the embassy Brian Cage to Leona and Bishop Khan versus LIJ Bushi Shingo and Takagi um I'm sorry <laughs> Bushi Shingo, Shingo Takagi yeah. and <laughs> Takahashi my notes <laughs> lines got weird um I was so frustrated by what a simple thing it is to do then edit that line out. Like when I said lazy <laughs> at the beginning of the show, this is what I mean. Did you listen to your own damn commentary? Edit this line out. And I think was- they do it in post too is the crazy part. Like a lot of the times they record that in post. So like how did, what? <laughs> like you edited this episode together and you didn't catch this? That's um, that's like MLW tipping off who their women's champion is before the match stuff that we saw with, with Taya last week. Like this is not good. This was so, um, this episode had, had absolutely no flow to it. And I understand you had like a big weekend, but that means you got to deepen the pool of resources if you're going to be doing this because man, I don't want to have to sit here and be sour on this. That's a Tuesday night gimmick, but that is like kind of, inexcusable when it's yeah when he says it's gonna be a great match and a great episode halfway through stuck out like a sore thumb to me distractingly bad and again that ain't caprice's fault Mm-mm. that's the editing's fault but cutting to the finish here we get the gates of agony giving bushi a double team face first slam and getting the pinfall a couple highlights i'll run down before throwing it over to you reg takahashi mm-hmm. just selling at uh Brian Cage's big man moves yep. so well, so mm-hmm. so well in this. Uh, we got Khan hitting uh Takahashi with a senton on the ring apron. I'm told it's the hardest part of the ring by everyone in the world all the time. Uh, True. <laughs> but Takahashi countering that with a, a nice slam attempt on a spinning DDT. We get Cage also taking out Shingo with a power slam and Takahashi with a power bomb at the same freaking time. Big time. Very, very fun match, but another one where we don't have a program for these guys. Now, you have LIJ in the house. You're not going to not use them, and they got an enormous pop live. It came across a little bit here, but, like, live it was the pop of the night. This finished the episode, uh, or the finished the first hour, the, the pre-hour that they do before Collision. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it was just over like Rover the whole time. The crowd was so, so hot for it, but we're going into a pay-per-view. 
there's no story for anybody else. There's no angle set up after this out of that. I thought um, commentary, when edited properly, did a great job explaining uh, the importance of of LIJ and how those guys work together and, and everything. Uh, fun enough match, but what are we doing with all of our titles, Rich? None. Nobody has any stakes on anything. It's just like throw this out here. They'll they'll give us kind of things we want. Like they got they've had the trios champions together, the six men tag team champions together for a number of these weeks. But it's like they never defend them. They don't really have anybody that's in contention. I thought that Action Andretti, uh, Darius, and AR Fox were going to be a team, but that's already over. They're moved on <laughs> to something else. I'm like, what stories are they telling here? The great thing about this is that these are th- great, three great contenders. Seeing Shingo against all three other guys on the uh, embassy side is amazing. Him and Brian Cage would be a really fun one-on-one match. Him uh, against all of them. Takahashi is just amazing in any aspect. Seeing him wrestle uh, is great. Um, it was just unfortunate that those three guys were just negated to this fucking pre-show sadness whatever ring of honor is because like you were saying they got a big pop people really cared about them they wanted to see them we for a couple of months or talked about shingo wrestling in a big match like oh maybe he'll wrestle swerve maybe he'll do this maybe he do this and then he's like not and it's just like that's unfortunate and then it's attached to this six-man thing where it doesn't really matter it's just a pre-show match pretty much they treat the tapings like pre-shows now this is all very unfortunate save ring of honor ring of honor doesn't deserve this it really doesn't and the other thing that i kept going back to was this is the most expensive wrestling to pay for from a subscription standpoint and that is not a good sign yes if i'm paying 9.99 a month for this but dynamite is included in my cable package and impact is like a dollar and i don't know what mlw is because what i'm not saying with nwa (laughs) but peacock's five bucks and i get every wwe premium live event on there um this is not and good. independent wrestling companies are charging 10 bucks. You get high spots or IWTV or Fight Plus. That's way more valuable than this one Thursday yeah. Ring of Honor show. If that's you know, if you just care about wrestling, like I'm gonna get a thing that I could watch 20 other shows included, you know. So agreed, agreed. And it's frustrating because you also don't get um used to get breaks on the pay-per-views too financially, and we don't get that anymore. So Mm-mm the lack of effort proportionate to what they're expecting people to pay for it. It's, it's disappointing, man. I gotta say, like, I've been trying to be patient with it. I've kept extending kind of what my faux deadline in my head was because I felt like after the last pay-per-view, I was like, all right, we're going to get clarity. And we didn't get it, but we got the collision announcement. I was like, okay, after collision setup, we'll get roster clarity. We're not because they're touring together. So it just feels like a big old, big old mess, but that's what's up guys it's costing us money we haven't gotten nearly as many super chats and humper chats because there's nothing to talk about i'm like now you guys are costing us money you're out of here put us out of a job when we're trying to review your show man but chris sending in a chat saying i am to me focus angry text messages later today to some people (laughs) that's right and those people are jerry lynn and not anybody named will you're going down <laughs> Jerry Lynn and Stokely Hathaway. I'm going to tear you guys apart. Don't you worry about it. That's right. You mm. are the stakeholders we are going after. <laughs> but Chris saying to me, 
focus for Tony AEW and ROH is an afterthought. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it feels like. And the fact that what felt like I keep using the word lazy because it when the in ring is that high and there's just no support around it, that does feel lazy to me because I think the, we just have to accept that this is AEW Dark as a subscription service. Show. I will not do that. Uh, I refuse. I will cry about it every week. But I will say, I said at the beginning of this episode, I feel like it was their worst one. It correlated with Forbidden Door, right? Like, it feels like the resources are being allocated toward what's probably the show of the year. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But deep in the well. You know what? You got Reg over here. He's out here making CM Punk cry. He's out here being the media man. He's already like besties with Willow Nightingale. Like, just just hire him to run our way. Who cares? I can do this, Tony Khan. I promise you that That's you would be. I'll use the same thing. We could be on the road like you did, but I, there's like a couple things that you could change to make this worthwhile. We could be filming right after Collision, before Collision, whenever you want. But a couple of things changed would make this worth it. It, I always get frustrated. This is what I get annoyed with in in uh, in WWE world is because they show you they can do it and then that they actively choose not to. The Stu yes. Grayson story fucking rules. It's excellent. You've shown me you can do it. You're just opting not to. So show me. And the Athena story, for the most part, when they're not doing really squash, is you're showing us that you could tell great stories over here. What the hell's happening? And the thing is, realistically, she should have squashes. But because yeah. there's no other champions around, it feels like all of the weight and the pressure of important feeling things is on her. So she's like not mm -hmm. entitled to that. But she's the type of champion that should be having squashes. Totally. Well, here's something I had like no complaints about. We got Willie Mack versus Despy, and holy, oh, this is tight. <laughs> this rule, but uh, Despy got a huge reception when he came out, which made me he very, did. very, very happy. Um, mm. As did Willie Mack. I said, if you ask Joel, I said it like three times a day all weekend, but I did say quite a few times that the big stage, the like double or nothing stage that they have mm. for Collision, makes a huge difference to the live show. Would you have people yeah. that like? have presentations and care about their entrances. Something when Despy came out and that background hit was just like, oh, he feels like such a superstar walking in here. Mm -hmm. It was so much mm -hmm. fun. His gear is cool. He, in this, showed to me like just a top-tier counter wrestler. Like such creative counters at a lot of this match. Um, but ultimately, we get Despy pulling Mac into a backslide to kind of throw him off his game a little bit and catching him with the pinche loco which is essentially a double underhook face buster to mm -hmm. get the win. Some fun spots in here. I mean, just unreal counter wrestling. Um, a lot of working over Willie Mack's leg, which is nice to see. I know I said I'm like out of my Tekker era, but if you're not going to dance, this is like a pretty good strategy, right? You isolate yeah. a body part and you go after it. I loved Willie Mack calling for the brain buster, but Desperado escaping and drop kicking Mack's leg again. Um, really, really working that over, really getting an in-match story since Lord knows ROH isn't giving us any stories. <laughs> we both the parental <laughs> finger wags. <laughs> parental finger wags from both of us. I love it. This match was amazing. Willie Mack yeah. looked great. Despy mm -hmm. just had an answer for everything that he threw out here. But like, I feel like Despy in the past year or so has really... 
transformed into like a much more violent wrestler mm-hmm. and Willie Mack having so much size, but being so athletic was such a fun combination of attributes in the ring. What were your thoughts of this? This was really surprising because, you know, like, like you talked about previously, the show has been going on for a while and they've been switching between crowds and different things. And, but the crowd got really loud and they were really live for this match here specifically. Desperado is one of, I, Maybe the most unexpected as how over he was. Like, you know, it was just like, you expect these guys to be over and Okada and Tanahashi and all these people are here. But then he gets this huge reception and you're like, well, this is kind of crazy. And since he's kind of converted more to being that deathmatch style, he's just grown bigger fan base, which is awesome. And Willie Mack is like, it's just so great every week to see it. I thought that him joining Ring of Honor was going to be great for for what he does. And the crowd is getting exactly what Willie Mack is. They like understand him 100% when he does his uh, Samoan drop, kip up, moonsault. It's so like, this is it. We love Willie Mack. He's the greatest in his, his attitude. He comes out and it's just like, it's such a perfect match for the spirit of this damn show. When it is this damn show, a match like this, the crowds into it. Both these guys are very fun wrestlers. Like, I like this a lot. Yeah, I think Dusty picked up a lot of momentum coming out of the New Japan Juniors, too. Like, I, mm-hmm. there was um, just had a really, really, really strong show. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for him because he's just great and yeah. really found what clicks for him the most. I'm I'm rooting for that guy. Like, it's, him and it's really Moxley are going to be in the ring together, what, next weekend? And I think we're getting Shingo and Eddie Kingston, right? Holy mm-hmm. hell. That's going to be that's nasty. That's the I'm G1. Yeah, that's... Looking forward I to just our can't. I, I, I'm so excited about that match. It's going to be fire. I am too. I'm on I'm on such a New Japan... I feel like New Japan's on such an upswing and it, it like makes me so happy because the things that were weighing it down felt very much out of their control. So to see mm-hmm. the circumstances flip in their favor and then just go, we're in star-making mode. We've got to... Yep title for Zack Sabre Jr. We've got Despy on this run and we might actually do something with Naito in the G1. Like there's there's a lot of fun stuff and the Bullet Club feeling like a real threat again. I'm not even the biggest Finley gal, but man, you recruit Gabe Kidd and Clark Connors into something. I mm-hmm. am there for it. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff in New Japan world. And speaking of New Japan world, you get Rocky Romero and Trent. Mm-hmm. Beretta defeating Sho and Yojiro Takahashi. Um, the finish here being Romero taking out show with a dive and Beretta and Romero combining for the strong zero on Takahashi to get the pinfall kind of an upset. I think that's fair to say, but some fun spots in here. Takahashi hitting that top rope fisherman's buster on Beretta. Whoo. I thought we might've been going home on that. I kind of bit mm-hmm. at that one. Uh, and there was just a really nice deadlift suplex from show in here. My heart misses show and yo, I really liked them together, yeah. but and I don't like House of Torture. I think everything uh, is overbooked and it is torture. not for me. Mm-hmm. Post-match, we get Orange Cassidy running down to make the, the save. There as he is get... again. <laughs> you know what, though? This one I'm a little more okay with because, of yeah. course, House of Torture. If you're not familiar with House of Torture, this is what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a very fun match here. We've traveled all over the world for this episode of ROH. This was a fun one. What do you think of the match we got here? This was a badass New Japan Juniors, uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Match style 
fight here in Ring of Honor. Um, really fun stuff between both tag teams. Seeing Rocky and Trent together has been great. I've loved pretty much Rocky's been like full time. It felt like feels like an AEW and Ring of Honor and all the stuff that he's doing just shows how great of a wrestler he really is beyond the being a great ambassador for professional wrestling. So seeing him here and seeing them get the win is really cool. It really would be good if that was uh, some tag team championships that they could go for one day. But, you know, things are how they are, you know, really fun uh, tag team match, though, to round out uh, this New Japan weekend. I really liked how they utilized most of the New Japan guys. That was kind of the bright spot in this show. Agreed. Yeah, and and this is an episode. If it wasn't three weeks for before a pay per view, would you would almost mm. forgive some of the lack of story because you just want to see exactly Lij. You want to see Destiny, right. but the rest of the product has felt so lost. This was a real, real bummer. And speaking mm. of bummers. What the hell is Christopher Daniels doing with Darius and Andretti? <laughs> what Andrade. are we do? <laughs> Might as well be, because what the hell mm-hmm. is this? Mm-hmm. Christopher Daniels, who has been Matt Seidel's tag team partner, fills in for a missing AR Fox for no reason, who has been establishing a trio with Darius and Andretti. This was so dumb. But a mm-hmm. fun, fun match against United Empire. Yes. Daniels catching TJP with a forearm in the corner and Andretti and Martin giving TJP a double team slam to get the upset pinfall here. Some highlights for me, just Jeff Cobb. I don't know what yeah. else to say, but this guy is ridiculous. Jeff Cobb was there. There was like a spot on the outside where he caught CD and moved him from like a press to a suplex to whatever the hell got him back in the ring. Re- it was ridiculous. This guy's mm-hmm. ridiculous and so agile in the ring. I love the handoff spot with the stalling suplex to to Kyle Fletcher. Mark Davies does it. Um, We had Jeff Cobb pinch hitting there as well. I thought that was a a super fun spot. And Kyle Fletcher's just so sneaky, strong. Um, What did you think of this match other than the fact that it was dumb that it happened (laughs) and this shouldn't be a trio that we ever see on television again? I'm going to shoot them some veil. I think AR Fox is on his wedding anniversary. I saw some pictures of him and his wife on a beach having a good time. So. Yeah, and also maybe he potentially can't get over the border. That could be just something I'm speculating on also. But, yeah, there's a reason why AR Fox wasn't a part of this. A couple reasons why. So it is what it is. That's the only bell I'm going to shoot him for this. But, uh, yeah, still kind of confusing as to why Christopher Daniels there. Let's do a tag match if you're going to do like it makes them seem like some whores just going through all these different (laughs) tag team partners. Every different week they got a new tag team partner. They're out here just like, please, sir, will you please join us for a tag team match, please? Like, why are you guys out of these different partners, man? This is craziness out here. But, yeah, seeing Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb's amazing. The way that he just spins and destroys people his look he, the way he comes out stocky guy just a uh, badass i'm telling you guys refrigerator like he's, guy he's insane crazy. man and then and then when you see him move you're like well then you don't move like a refrigerator that's for damn sure just oh, such okay. a great professional wrestler man he's super cool and did the 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 ending the finish look kind of weird it was like they were like one, two, three, and then like they they looked like they looked confused, but it looked like that was the ending. I was like, "What's going on here? This is weird." Yeah, that was it was a little wonky. I don't know what happened. It, it almost felt miscommunicative. Like, right? It didn't feel like they switched the ending, but like it that's mm-hmm. not what was supposed to maybe be the go home spot. But mm-hmm. 
Wish it went on a minute longer so that our match with uh, the Proving Ground match could have just been a damn Proving Ground match. But <laughs> guys, we are coming down the home stretch. Two quick matches and then we'll get out of here. But stay tuned for the Impact post show. You had Leo Rush showing up today. They had the that guy goes. My goodness, putting on a banger. Absolutely love to see it. Um, uh, our friend SP3 from True Heel Heat saying that he thinks TJP forgot to kick out, which would have made sense. Oh, yeah. Why would they air the promo with United Empire challenging the yeah, Right. That was so weird. I'm like, what? what happened here? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it's because nothing on the show made any sense in the way that it got aired. But we move along to the squashiest squash of all time, Athena winning with a forearm over Casey Spinelli, who I believe we got to see at girls next door, which uh, Joel can mention on air and put over better than I can. Uh, but Casey Spinelli was there. She gets a, a, a smooshed spot here. This match had so much interest <laughs> that Ian Riccoboni and Capri spent most of it talking about Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas for some reason. <laughs> so uh, a forearm here, but I love the post-match Athena just attacking Spinelli with a drop kick, keeping her vicious streak alive. And I love the way commentary continues to talk about what a great fighting champion she is and how dominant she is and how good she is for women's wrestling and then condone the actions when she does stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Uh, but this was what it was. This was also a proving ground match that managed to keep all its stipulations, so I don't have to be mad about that. But any thoughts on her smoosh squash here? I went to go get a drink of water at the time and I came back and it was over. I was like, Oh, one of those matches. And like, when I was there, like you said, I heard him talk about Buster Douglas and like, time. Like, <laughs> what's going on over here? Like, why, why, why is this happening? What's Athena doing? But yeah, exactly what you're saying is really good. How they, they're like, no, she's a great champion. She has all this, she's all this, but the after match stuff is just awful. They're terrible. They reprimand her for, for being an awful person, but that's part of the game, man. Send her some real competition. You see what you do, what she does when y'all don't send her real competition? She beats them up really bad, and it's sad for the person. You don't want to see this, but y'all got to give her something. Who's Athena going to wrestle at this pay-per-view? Who's being set up, Kate? I'm wondering if it's Billy Starks. In her backyard a little bit. I think it could be, I think it could be good. I think they might run okay. that one back. Um, okay. Also could be Diamante. She's scoring some wins. Diamante. Mm. Yeah, that, that would be the my choice if I could pick one. But I mm. think they're due to maybe give Billy the graphic and, and do a proper like, hey, you lost, but you won a contract kind of thing. Um, mm. So we'll we'll see if and when that happens. Diamante from a, a wins perspective, I think, is is the gal. Uh, I'll also quickly plug my – I had an interview with Trisha Dora from that Girls Next Door oh, sweet. card. Um, mm -hmm. We might see her around a little bit more because she finished her New Japan camp and, and had wonderful nice. things to say about it. She's yes. so great. It was it was so wonderful to talk to her. And uh, she had some choice words for Mr. Darius Carter as well. So uh, that made me very happy to see. Put him over. But she's holding on to that Pan-African Championship, if you ask me. So mm -hmm. that brings us to our main event, guys. Get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. We've got one about the video game that we will talk about shortly after. But We've got Claudio Castagnoli defeating Chuck Taylor, which means you absolutely did not have to do what you did with this proving ground <laughs> match. It is so stupid. And to make me not enjoy a Claudio Castagnoli match, you really got to go out of your way, man. I am so in on this guy. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. A really good match. We on, uh, end up with Castagnoli hitting a clothesline into the Rico Laban to get the pinfall. 
Really liked Chuck Taylor's flatliner and Koji clutch sequence in here. He also had a stiff looking pile driver. Mm -hmm. um, good stuff. Don't know why we went out of our way to do this with the proving ground <laughs> stuff. Makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Frustratingly so. Uh, but a good match in the sea of things that didn't make sense is kind of our ROH episode tonight, to be honest. Right. What yeah. were your thoughts on our main here? Uh, this was a fun main event, though. I mean, beyond the Claudio taking the stipulation and saying it's dumb and doing it anyways, it uh, it's still Claudio and Chuck Taylor. They rehashed a couple of their Chikara things. We know that they have have a long storied history together. And it was good to see Chuck kind of in that element. He's been doing a lot of tag team and multi-man matches with the best friends. And to see him go in here and just get to tear it up with Claudio, who has been on a great run of uh, kind of singles matches here when he does get to kind of get away from the other BCC members. So this was great. There was great spots with the Chuck hitting the topes and everything and Claudio just tearing him up, being Claudio, being a dominating champion. But yeah, the whole stipulation thing that you're upset about is for good reason. It's like, why were you guys, what was the point of that? If you were just going to do this, you could have just did that. Studio, but Because as we found out, Claudio likes to lie to us specifically. Liar. Mm -hmm. Big liar. But we got a chat from Shea mm -hmm. Monster who mercifully says, some non-ROH for the chat. Fight Forever has brick phone fused into my brain. So thanks to Righteous Red, Red, Righteous <laughs> Reginald. Right, Chid. He just said so. Thanks, Reg. But I had to do that. No, thank you guys for real. It's been amazing. I've been getting a lot of messages and things on Twitter and Instagram of people being like, your song's on there. I love it. It's stuck in my head or whatever you guys are saying. Feels amazing. It feels the best thing that Good. I've ever experienced. About to play this game very soon here and hear it with my own ears. So this is Good. an exciting day, a dream that I never really thought could come true. Came true, man. Like, look at where you were a year ago. Look at where you are now. This is so exciting. I'm going to throw this out there. I want to collab with you and uh, Victor Taylor Perry. How about that? That would be dope. That'd be sick, right? Mm -hmm. that I'm would in be on very it. Very dope. Uh, saying that if Kota Bushi is created, we need the Kamikoya. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm very intrigued to see that piece of it because it seems like a lot of it has been. The focus has been on like the in-game play. I'm not a video game mm -hmm. gal, so I don't fully care. They've gotten mm -hmm. away from the graphics, but what is this? Everyone says it's like no mercy, which is yeah. what everybody like loved, mm -hmm. which I think is cool. Um, mm -hmm. We've got some love in the chat for you too. This is awesome. I didn't look at the track listing, but I did immediately recognize Reg's voice when the song hit. I love hey, it. That I is me. That is my it. voice. It is. Those are my raps. <laughs> so cool. So cool. No, thank you guys for real. Keep playing and keep telling me that you're enjoying it because it makes me feel very good. There you go. Well, oh my God, can I have your autograph, Righteous Red? Oh my God. For sure. ROH stunk. But Impact had a so lucky team up. that got to see a good wrestling show, it sounds like. Flip flop, fam. We flip-flopped. Right. Last week yeah. was not our week. This week was a very good week. Hey, how mm. was uh, Gringo Loco versus Commander versus Vikingo? Did they do that match again? No, they, they were involved in an eight-man tag. Are, were you there? Are you clowning? clowning. He's clowning oh, a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, they were 
we were Those, there live, Joel was like, "Don't come in oh, here with your with your toothbrush still and ass." With thank you, thank you, Joel. That's my co-host. I do want to point out. I do want to point out that those three are currently working 45 minutes apart because at the Hamilton collision tapings, no spoilers, Commander and Gringo Loco are having a match. And then in Toronto at Demand Lucha, it's a three-way with Vikingo, Speedball, and I forget who the third Ooh. man is right now, brother, but I got to look it up. Uh, either way, that that's kind of how close they all are. Oh, J Jack Hartwheel's the third. Oh, oh by the match, not right. by the hour, baby. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, well, we did not have a ton of fun with ROH. We were mostly kind of just like, eh, about Bunch it. Of grounds. Mm -hmm. Just like a not not very strong episode. Funny guy, Tony Khan. This was what it was. But funny guy. <laughs> hey, how'd you guys get demonetized this time around? Wow. I don't know Very what you're funny. talking about. That was a pocky stick. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. right. Get it right. Well, Joe Pearl, you're the biggest hater in the business. You're such a heel. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you don't just, deserve you know, Cresta. Just because I'm going to beat up Frank the Clown doesn't mean that I'm the biggest hater. Wow. You are you're a toothbrush-stealing hater is what you are, <laughs> you Joel scared, Pearl. You scared <laughs> Steve Macklin out of the Impact World Championship, and right. now you're going to beat up Frank the Clown, Joel? Tell me, man. I'm coming for all of them. I thought all Canadians were nice. Joel Pearl every so day too. proving the opposite. Every day. Wow. <laughs> I ain't Canadian no more. I, 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 <laughs> I will keep my free health care, but I will not yes. stop the trash talk. Oh, you come you proud to be an American? <laughs> no, 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 please don't. You don't want this. No. Oh, Rose CK. You don't the want these problems, Get it. I'm only feeling a little bit patriotic because, oof, that Nick Aldis ending promo. Oh, brother. This I normally like Nick Aldis, but I felt like, oh, the British are coming. Get this guy. And the Impact Faithful were yeah. with me with that. Get this guy mm. off the stage. not here for Nick Aldis. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to wear a mustache, but instead of having it fall off, you can't fall off if you're not there. It's invisible. True. Emperor's new groove. Let's go. <laughs> we get Cresta Luhu. Cresta Luhu. I mean, always we'll take babe. it. I would helicopter, but that's it's, it's not built like that. It's built different. <laughs> it's built different. <laughs> it's built different. Not built like that. It's just I look like a perfume bottle. Not when you. <laughs> you are. I thought amazing. you had a Barbie standing up on top of your head. I'm like, she's in promotion mode right now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, everything is Barbie. Love so, it. What's really funny about like you guys not enjoying ROH this week was that so Kate and I were there for the tapings mm -hmm. and the matches we saw were like by and large pretty good. So like yeah. what the hell happened? <laughs> well, the in-ring is never the issue with the ROH, right? Like it's always uh, world class in-ring. Graphs thing, isn't it? This is gonna turn into NXT review. <laughs> No. Oh, like, I jokingly tweeted that about like it felt like NXT without the the Skittles vomit logo and the backstage yeah. high school play. Like it's ten dollars just... AEW dark, pretty much. Yeah, and there's how do you really feel? Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean we're 
we're three weeks away from a pay-per-view and our champions don't have any stories. Like it's no, it's, a, it's a bummer. Not it's a bummer. But. That's fair. I get it. I mean, listen. There's... Not all of us have it like a TV special every other week, okay? Like some Yes, exactly. There's all impact. You can't take that away from there's always some stakes. There's always building to something. Shit. That's true. We got two weeks till Slammiversary, so I'll take that. Even if it's like a maple wings oh. former goalie is tag teaming today you still put stakes on it so god bless like you yes, a bunch of Canadian things together and said uh championship <laughs> i can't have let's go technically there's a technically there's a special tomorrow and saturday because they're yeah. down in australia i ain't covering oh, that that's right oh no me and joel are going to be like this me, 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 me. that's not happening <laughs> ain't doing no fight there's going to be broadcasted or are they just tapings they're on fight Oh, okay. Yeah, they're going to air, I think, at like 5 in the morning. 5 uh, a.m. Eastern time. Standard Time. There you go. Yeesh. <laughs> Yowzer. Well, I do have to laugh because Joel said he was becoming an American, but immediately said, I'm sorry. So <laughs> didn't quite make the jump. Followed it right back. You're going to have to Hold work you. on that. I'm keeping the health care. I'm just going to, you know. Do the other. Well, I'm not even going to do the, the gun thing. I'm not going to do that. Please, no. Please. You no, know, this, know. We got the whole little Uzi vert. This ain't what you want. <laughs> this yes. ain't what you want. <laughs> no, facts. No, just fly me in and out. Let me do gigs. That's all. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. <laughs> well, we will let you get your review underway. I'm glad you guys got a better episode than last week. We are the sour ones today, but we will throw it over to you. Have an awesome show. Reg, anything you want to plug before we get out of here yes fight forever everybody play my music play my songs uh this weekend uh uh grapsity that's a show that i'm on and then i'm on the money in the bank post show this weekend with denise also too so that should be fun really fun things coming up this weekend you guys you and denise are besties now we going at it. We getting after it. Getting money. <laughs> Love Red it. Red covering money in the bank where Logan Paul wins the briefcase should be a It's going to be crazy, oh, Kate. I know. My yeah, Kate, I, I know. do not put that into yeah, existence, my yeah. guy. Oh, it's a marketing wizard. Are you kidding? He's going to go around He's to winning. every stupid talk show with that thing. I He's don't have I'm going to disconnect from this call right now. Uh, <laughs> impulsive. Is that what his show's called? Impulsive yeah. with yeah. The, the briefcase? It's happening. I think people are overthinking the uh, the buzzworthiness that this doesn't create. <laughs> bad well, I mean, God to be fair, bad. even if he wins, who is he going to cash in on? I want you to cash in on Roman and I want you to get pinned in a crumbling bloodline. Yeah, but it'll be Seth. We're, this is this is a WWE <laughs> show anyway, but let Reg and, and Denise hash it out on, on, on Saturday at Money in the Bank. I'll talk uh, about it. I'll yeah. talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll be talking about it on Fightful Select, so you can join me over there. At Miss Kate Fave on Twitter. Right shot Reg. Follow him. And uh, enjoy the rest of this post show with the Impact crew. Peace, y'all. Take Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.